0: morning I was going to ask Pastor Afina what happened to her (laughs) whatever happens to leadership must filter down to the church she touched something this morning and it's an opportunity for you to also touch the same thing it's no good that we get entertained and feel good we're enjoying it But you also need to partake of that as well. Amen? Amen? Amen. And sometimes there's such a a void between leadership and the body Mm. and the the church, which which is not right. You must touch what we touch. One of the reasons why you can't touch what we touch is because you're touching something else. Or something else is touching you. So who's touching you? It's no good that she enjoys it. I enjoyed it. I wish she kept keep on going. There's no need to preach. Amen. There's really no need to teach. There's no need to try and convince you that God is interested in you and that you are God's priority. Every Sunday, we have to try and convince people, try and stir you up, stir you up, stir you up. I pray the day that we come like David, where David had to withdraw oh. himself and stirred himself up. Every Sunday morning, everything, Jordan Pastor John had to send this thing out to stir you up. It's not right. Mm. Mm. It's okay. If it's okay if you're f- a new, brand new, born again babe in the l- in Christ. But for us, who knows better, yes. you don't need us to be stirring you up. Is that true? Right. That's yes. a good introduction, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. Because the uh, because. The apostolic and the prophetic are not called to babysit people. Amen? Yeah. We're called to take what God has given us and give it to you as best as we can. To the, the portion that we know that you can handle. So you don't choke on it. We'll choke for you. We will choke for you. That's why we joke a lot. We joke, we're choking. <laughs> don't must <laughs> be. Amen. Uh. This, this is free because jokes are free. The Bible says laughter is good medicine. Amen. It's right. Right. the quickest way to get rid of your wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> it's to laugh a lot. <laughs> There's an anointing, it's called a laughing anointing. Uh. Yep. Right. Pastor Zen is very good at it. Amen. Amen. Just before you sit down, I just want to take the time to really appreciate you all. Um, I am st- I am on the mend. Yeah. What a journey it has been. But God continues to be faithful. God continues to stand with his, with his people. God continues to hear the prayers of his church. And he will never stop hearing and listening to, to his body. He will never stop. He'll never stop. Even, even when the rapture takes place, and really, he will never stop listening. He is always hearing, always listening. He knows. He hears the heart. He hears the mind. He hears the cry. To the point that God had to come to Moses, who was nice and comfortable in his father-in-law's place. That he said, hey, what are you doing here? I heard the cry of my people in Egypt, and you're nice and comfortable here. What are you doing? I'm paraphrasing. So some of us comfort is touching you. You're too comfortable. Yeah. So comfortable. I wish that you come out of that dis- of that comfort and be uncomfortable, because it's dangerous. Yeah. It's really dangerous when we are too comfortable. Amen. Sometimes God has to put a collapse our lung so we can wake up. Yeah. That's what happened to me. My lung collapsed. Wait, wake up. What are you doing? At least he's speaking to me, yeah. and at least I'm hearing. He will use that even. He will use that to get you out. Sometimes he'll, he'll put somebody that you, you really don't like across your path yeah. to speak to you. Yeah. And, you'll, and the first thing that you'll say is probably, who the hell are you? Yeah. Get lost. Yeah. The person is lost. Because <laughs> nom- normally it's those who are not born again that he puts in front of us. And we tell them, get lost. Because our pride, we're too comfortable. Yeah. Is that true? Sometimes he puts somebody who's been in ministry only a few years. I've been in ministry, we've been in ministry, God knows how long. Put in front of us, you guys need to pull your head in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was in. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's detached. Yeah. It's so irrelevant right now because it's a different generation. Mm-hmm. And all the young ones say, Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. I'm young. Amen. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. It's, it's so true. And those that are not what we categorize as unholy, already we box them as unholy. There's the unholy company. And what that makes you? Part of the what? Holy company? I don't think so. The moment you start to think like that, you're already very, 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 very unholy. Is that true? We must never do that. question was asked me about tattoos. I said, if I wasn't a pastor, I'll already have one. I have my own doctrine on that. You have a problem with it, that's okay. That's, you stay there, I'll stay here. Just don't get in my way. Okay, you're all so religious now. (laughs) You're looking. (laughs) You can't judge people like that. Stop it. Amen? It's not right. If you believe, you can sit down now. Sorry. 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 (laughs) Who believes? If you believe in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, can you indicate to me? Just lift your hand. It's okay if you don't believe or you're unsure. It's okay. It's not held against you. Honestly, it's not. I just want to I, I get to a point because we're touching on Nehemiah. So we're, we're going to keep doing the Nehemiah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to hit on the Nehemiah. So much has come through. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The Nehemiah challenge. And uh, God had to use a woman... To uh, get to us, this is what I want to do, so wake up <laughs> and, do, and do it. Amen. God had to use a, wo- a, a, a woman to to highlight in John chapter 4 the prejudices in the church. The disciples, they came, you know, they went shopping. They were meant to go back and save. They ended up in Kmart. After Kmart, they decided to go to Barker's <laughs> or what's that place? with a sh- big men's shop. Oh, big. They decided they wanted to be big, so they went to Johnny Big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They went around. It, when you read scripture, have fun reading it, please. Yeah. Don't, don't box yourself to what it's just saying. Yeah. Right. Be creative. <coughs> Use your imagination. These guys, what meant to be taken an hour, it took them six hours. Look at the timing when they came back. Anyway, so (laughs) so God used the woman. And when they came back, they saw him talking to a woman. They made an issue out of that. Pastor was talking to this woman. And she is one of them, one of those. Play in the head. Mm. That's the church for you. Mm. The church that passed judgment. The church that is so insecure. They start to box God. Amen? Mm. And God, Jesus was so sick of them that he focused his attention on the woman that woman is a picture of Jerusalem Mm. because that's where the Gentile church came out of. Um. That's you and I. A full restoration is happening right now in our midst of the church. When I talk about church, I'm not talking about a denomination. It's people. Regardless of where you are, (coughs) He's working in you. Rebuilding ancient ruins on the inside, brokenness on the inside, restoring, adjusting, bringing it to pass, taking the rubble and restoring it back to the to where it was broken from. He doesn't throw the rubble away. That same rubble was w- was where it was on the wall one time. it was torn from the wall. But we look at people and we see the rubble there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a duh, 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 duh. Mm. That's horrible. Yeah. But those rubbles are parts of who you are. Yes, it is. Yeah. And God picks up those pieces and He puts it back mm. in its original state. Amen. Story of Nehemiah. Mm. It's incredible. But what do we do with rubble? We trample on rubble. We trample on people's weaknesses. We judge them severely. We're so conditioned to judge. This is the problem in the church. It's called rubble lifestyle. It's a rubble behavior. It's all rubble. Rubble here, rubble there. And we end up in a rumble. Oh, rumble. (laughs) That's why we fight. Church split here, church split there, church split over there. You go to Samoa, same thing. You go to Fiji, same thing. The church of the split. (laughs) (laughs) It's just rubble everywhere. It's horrible. It's a devastation right across the nations. The church. Can I say this? The condition of any nation is because is a reflection of the condition of the church. You blame yourself. I blame myself. That's why I take responsibility of how I conduct myself privately and publicly. What I say, what I think. That's why we cannot live outside of God's word. It's our safety. Cannot. Amen? Amen? People will talk to me, but I reserve the right to make a decision on my own. According to the set of values that God has given me, I will judge myself. I will not judge you. I will judge my own heart. I will judge my own conscience before God. I will stand before him and say, Father, what is this about? You tell me. And if he doesn't speak, what does it mean? It's not important. Just move on. But we try to find scripture to justify our position. Yeah. And we try to find people to talk to them in the hope that they will tell us what we want to hear. Yeah. So, you got, so you got gossip number one and gossip number two. You put them together. Number four. <laughs> I'm trying to make Nehemiah so relevant to us. Amen. Is this helping? Yeah. This is a, an amazing challenge, Nehemiah. So when you read Nehemiah, you look at the life of this man. That's an apostolic move mm-hmm. to rebuild mm-hmm. the church. Because these are builders. Yes. You know builders, every now and then, they hit, they try and hit the nail, and they miss the nail, and they hit their finger. Yeah. And every word comes out, what the hell is this? Laughter. <laughs> They are real people. They're real people. And I'd like to say that there is an apostolic dimension that is sitting on this leadership: to build, to restore what was broken, the breach that has been caused by what? By, what? by an act of disobedience. It was simple disobedience. It was nothing else. It was they just disobeyed God. And a devastation happened right across. It hit the whole... Families were affected. Look at our, one of our biggest crises now. is the home. <laughs> Look at the devastation that is happening in the homes. Values are broken. Things that we take oaths. No, I do, I do. Are you still I do? Or I may be. <laughs> what happened? Look at the violence in the homes right now. Dear, I said when I was raised up in, in the early church raising up, I, I even have, can I say this? I'm, I'm just going to make it so relevant to you. That even wives would come to church wearing dark glasses, and we had 10 a.m. service. Yeah. And they wear dark glasses inside. The violence that is happening at home. And we come, Lord, take the nation. And God and say, how about I take you first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a horror show. Amen? Amen. But when you see people, when they come through, they bend the knee, they bow the heart, and they reach out to God and cry. <coughs> That's the kind of cry that he hears. Amen. And he will stand with them and say, now let me come in and handle this for you. No need to fight anymore. Amen? Amen. Is this helping? So when we, look at, when we look at Nehemiah, just very quickly, Pastor Afina, when she kicked this off, she went on the background, touched, did some history, context. And that's really important. How many of us here, as I asked before, about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, you believe that? Can you just raise your hands again? Mm. That's okay. If you don't, you're not sure, that's okay. Mm. All right. Before the second coming, there's, there's, there has to be the second coming of the church. You and I set the platform to release him from the heavens. Yeah. So when someone asks, when is Jesus Christ coming? You just look at your own life. Yeah. That's, right. That's the timing. Well, the Bible say he's coming for a church that is unblemished. You heard de- it declared this morning. That is without spot and without wrinkle. Is it possible? It's very possible. There's a lot of work to do. This is where God is now releasing the Nehemiahs, a special type of grace to restore the breaches in the hearts and minds of people, bringing them back, bringing peace where peace needs to be at, and locking people together. Then you will see the rise of of the church from Jerusalem to a new Jerusalem in Hebrews 12. Amen? Are you excited? And we are part of that new Jerusalem. The making. The city of the living God. Where myriads of angels live and dwell. Hallelujah. 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 We're the citizens of heaven. Firstborn church. Church of the firstborn. We're not second-rate citizens. We know who we are. Our identity is intact. I am not second-rate. I'm not playing to the gallery. Mm -hmm. I know who I am in Christ. Born of the Spirit. Not of the will of man. Not of the decisions made by man or their whims or or their trickery. Born of God. I know who I am. Hebrews 12. Then we can say, welcome to Hills in Zed. Church of the firstborn. Called to this nation, assigned to this nation to restore the breaches, restore the homes, the families, hearts, and minds, bringing God into the midst of decision making. In every domain, she is an influencer, she's an agent of change, called and assigned by heaven. The moment she opens her mouth, heaven is released. Angels come through. They're ministering spirits. Welcome. New Jerusalem. Hills and Zed is part of that. Amen? Oh, come on, get excited. (laughs) Do you see yourself in that? In the old Jerusalem, very quickly, very quickly, in the old Jerusalem, Jerusalem was a city, it was a city. Jerusalem, sorry, it was God's, can I use this word, power base? It was God's power base, Jerusalem. It wasn't just the city right remember we're talking about the church yeah. amen yeah. it was god's power base yes. it was it was it was a place where it was a place where 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 worship where worship would would literally would would literally bring god to you the bible says in the the temple that solomon built after the temple was built, the the glory of the Lord descended. Literally, literally you can feel like this, touch. Literally, Dave. It wasn't something of an imagination. You can literally see the clouds open and God, His glory descend. Oh, I tell you, this is where the church is coming into. Where you will literally see Especially our children, you will literally see ministering angels yeah. in the midst of the general assembly. Literally, it wasn't something that you just have to imagine. God literally attends to you. You can transcend. This all happened in Jerusalem. The Bible says every head of the hu- every head of families would 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 make their way to Jerusalem once a year. Literally happened. That's the church we are called to build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the moment, the, the, the moment the worshippers, whoever is leading, open their mouth, <sighs> because this carries a dimension of the priestly ministry, yeah. as the worship, yeah. literally. Suddenly the King of Kings is in our midst. That's the church I see. So when you can blame her, the moment she brought up the name I challenge, I thought, oh Lord. Ah. She's a troublemaker, this one. <laughs> <laughs> she is, I see. But that's what they were called in the, in the Old Testament. These troublemakers referring to the apostles and the prophets. They are like a virus in the land. Yes, we are good virus. We will shut you down and we will say you will open up only at when we open our mouth. But we allow these things to dwell in our minds that are not right. That is not in line with this vision. To influence this that the heavens open and God begin to dwell in our midst like never before, and His presence increases in our midst. There's no need to minister. The Bible says when the when the when the when the when the when the, when the, when the, when the, when the glory of the Lord came, yes. there was no ministry. <laughs> Sir, I don't need to lay hands on you and give you a word of prophecy. No, the King of Kings is talking to you. Yes. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. How are you? There's personal attention given. There's no pastor needs to get in the way. Just get out of the way. Yes. You're not the way, but we've made ourselves the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the way. Oh, man of God, you carry the word of God. You carry the same word? That make sense? Yeah. What an incredible church that is about to rise in our city. Yes. That yes. will ensure that this city... Will come to her original place in Christ. God's power base. Amen. Yeah. The second coming of the church. Yeah. Two two returns. There were two returns from, from the exile. The first was led by Zerubbabel. The Bible says that, 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 that um, the Spirit of the Lord stirred Zerubbabel and he led that first movement mov- movement. The return from Babylon back. To Jerusalem. Amen. You read this in the book of uh, in, in Ezra. The book of Ezra and the book of Nehemiah. Just a little, you know, some put some context here. It's basically it's just one book, but the the writers who were inspired by the Holy Ghost who wrote the Bible, decided to split the two just to give it specific attention yes. to their different assignments. Amen. Amen? Yeah. And so the and then the second one was led by who Ezra. Now, Ezra was a scribe. The Bible says God raised him up. He came up. He was a scribe. who was a man of the word. He knew the word of God. He knew what God was saying. During that time, when they had Ezra, Ezra received some, some, some challenges. Ezra received some challenges. And the Bible, and when you read it, it said that Haggai rose up. With, an, with another prophet and they spoke into the matter and they shut it down. Don't you dare underestimate the prophetic ministry. You are seeing it and you're walking amongst it in this building, in this house, in this, in, in, in this church with hills and You're seeing it. You're hearing it. Only God knows how your heart is responding to this. But I encourage you, don't underestimate this. When the word of God is given, it is given as it is. It is given in a way that is unpolluted, uncompromised, it's uncontaminated. It is given to you just as we have received it. Haggai rose up. The Bible says that the word of the Lord is sharp, it's living, and it's sharp like a two-edged sword. That sharpness is giving it how it has been received. We can't sugarcoat it. Well, let me put it this way. Sometimes we have to sugarcoat love because we love you and we know how your process is. So you can take a step at a time, step at a time, step. So you can enter into your destiny. You can enter into your, your true sense of who you are in Christ. In the name of Jesus. That you can find yourself in here. So the second remnant came through Ezra. Here's the problem. I like highlighting problems. Then we get to the solution. Can't get to a solution if you can't really appreciate the depth of the issue, the crisis that we're facing. Not everybody left, decided to leave Babylon and return to their home. Some of them decided to stay in Babylon. Why? Because they were too comfortable. You're too comfortable in your stubbornness in your mind, in your doctrine, you're so comfortable. We're too comfortable and we're stuck in our ways that we always have to say something. No. Just receive and change. I can speak with authority on this because of the way I was raised and brought up and how I responded to leadership that God has put above me. I can speak with authority to this. Even to my own hurt, I know God was circumcising me. And he's done a good job, I think. Don't I look good? (laughs) He looks good. Your pastors look good. It was good to see Pastor Darren this morning. I said, oh man, we missed you. You are sorely missed. Amen? You can't speak authority into something that you haven't really committed yourself to. Number one, to come out of this of this thing, whatever it is that's causing the stuckness in you, number one is commit to the process. Oh, commitment. It's such a watered-down word nowadays. People say we love the Lord, but when it comes to the Word of God that comes through leadership, the thing changes. Suddenly the channel changes. Oh, I want to I wanna watch my um, Coronation Street now. You're going back. Amen? Commit to the process. Do you believe that? Oh, that's not beamed. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It's easy. It's simple enough. It was a commit to to divine process, surrender to the process, and do it consistently. Man, I tell you, some uh, being being raised, being raised with under strong leadership, and it wasn't perfect leadership. But we recognize the grace of God in these in men and these women that raised us up. God bless their souls. But they carried a dimension of God. And one thing I learned very young, and I thank God to my culture as well, my cultural upbringing too, is that, you know, the whole respect of elders and that, right? But when we were born again, we brought that across. And that was already embedded in us to, to a large degree. But God had to fine-tune that. That aspect of us. So it was like an automatic to respect those that were above us. Because God was using them to train us up, raise us up, build us up. Amen? The Bible says when the people came to to, to Nehemiah, they had a mind to work. You must commit to process. Amen? Amen? Is this helpful? So the key, the key here is obedience. It will say obedience. So obedience is, is, is like a portal. It's like a door. Amen? It's called the portal of obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We obey, 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 obey until we change. Amen? But we're so obedient to other things. Things that are just not right. And you wonder, what is going on? Where's the commitment? Where's the covenant relationship here? Amen? It's been very, it's been a, you know, so number one is is surrender to, to the process. Amen? In the process is where you find your true self. Your new is in the process. The new you, amen. Yeah. To build this, to build Jerusalem, the temple had to be built first. Yeah. The Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That you that God lives in you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Whilst for many the levels the le- that level is different for many It's not the same. Yeah. Because our levels of maturity is not the same. But what what false people, or slow, or, or, or we say, oh, it's in God's time. Whilst that is true, it's in God's time. But but so many times we use that in, as, as an excuse because we can't keep to play with God's time. We're talking about the rebuilding now. Amen. Amen. You can't rebuild the city, the church as a whole, if the temple. Is not built well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your heart, your mind, your commitments, your priorities, yeah. your value system, which affects your behavior, mm-hmm. which affects your conduct, which affects your priorities. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. The temple has to be built first. Mm-hmm. And, and in the building process, we surrender to that process. Mm-hmm. And part of the surrender to process is whilst it's easy to say, I'm going to pray about it, I'm going to talk to God about it, that's true. But here's the challenge. The people in their condition, they couldn't hear straight from God because their insight was all defaulted. So God had to speak through a man. Leadership. That's the challenge. Is that people have failed to recognize the God in the leadership. How you perceive us will determine whether you make it or not or how far you'll go. But you must obey to the T. Have I had leadership that have wronged me? Yeah. But guess what? God's bigger than that. Oh, but they wronged me. They wronged me. They wronged me. Okay, did God wrong you? No. No, God never wronged me. There you go. Done. Deal. What's the problem? Let's move. (laughs) I I don't understand that. I really don't. But the moment we start to do that, we start to blame here, blame here, blame here. No, please, cut that off. Stop that. Cease from that behavior. Please. Do we have weaknesses? Absolutely. But one of the reasons why we don't disclose much of it is because the mind and the heart is not ready to handle it correctly. Amen. 2021. You must not carry baggage here across. Please don't. Please don't we're just gonna make it difficult for yourself. We're gonna fly in two thousand twenty one. There's a there's a wind of refreshing that is coming to the body here here at Hills and Z. It's a refreshing time of refreshing. It's like recuperating, it's like pent up energy. Piling up, piling up, piling up. It's like, you know, the bow and the arrow. The energy is pinning up. It's increasing. Then he lets go. That arrow is just going to keep going, keep going, keep going until it reaches its destiny. Amen. Amen? Your new is in the process. In the process of discovering you, you will stumble. And that is absolutely fine. So What? Just bandage it, wipe the blood off, put a bandage around. If you don't know how to bandage it, just ask somebody. Ask Marcus, who's a so, who's a support worker, who will come and bandage it for you. <laughs> Give you a bit of direction here, connect you here, connect you there, connect you here, and run. Amen. Amen. Don't don't make it a fuss. Reduce the drama. Please, no drummer. Let the drummer boy beat his drums. But for you, don't beat that drum. Just reduce your drummer. Cut it right down. I'm really, really... You know, one of the things that God said to me in the hospital is lifestyle changes. For me, personally. So many years, we've given, given, given. To build people, build people, build people. With very little ROI. return on investment. It's taking a toll. So, if you if you call my phone and I don't answer you, you thank God I didn't answer you. <laughs> Amen. Does that make sense? Take responsibility, commit to process, commit to change and change because God is doing a fresh work inside of you. Amen. Let him build those brokenness inside. The rubble, value the rubble. Don't see it as something that is bad. Value it because that's a part of you that's fallen to the ground. Don't step on it. Don't ignore it. Pick it up and put it back by God's grace. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Number two. What did I say? But r- rubble is a reflection of your, of your brokenness. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Number number two. Is it number two? Oh, that's number two. Your new is in your process. Number three. I've only got four, and we're, and and we'll see where we go from there. Number number three. Have, have this, number three. Can can you beam this up, please, Chris? No, no, keep going. See and feel the life that you and God are co-creating. Let me read it from here, Chris. A successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at him. Come on. Can you beam this up? Please, I'd love the people to see this. I've, I've learned to do this over, over my years. See, I just, I just need you to see this. Everybody say, a, a successful man. Successful I, am a success. I am a success. I am God's success. I'm not, not a quitter. I'm not an afterthought. I am, afterthought. I am deliberately, I am deliberately designed, designed with purpose. Divinely designed. designed. Have a read of this. A successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks that others have thrown at him. Don't pick it up and throw it back. Oh, we're so good at that. How many of us are guilty of that? I have done it too in my life. And I confess I have done it. Even in ministry, I have done it. But there was only showing my failure. And I will talk to you something about failure, which is my last point. You and I, when we were created, we were never given license to throw bricks at each other. Never in God's Never in God's design. We were meant to build. We were meant to grow. We were meant to go from strength to strength. We were never meant to be working alone. We were meant to be peacemakers. There is no peace when you're throwing the bricks back. There's adding fuel to the fire. And I am guilty of them myself at times. I have done it in my family. I've done it in my extended family. I have done it in church, in ministry, and I've done it in counseling. I have. And I'm the first to put my hand up and say, guilty. Does that mean that God don't love me? No, far from it. He delights in honesty. He delights in a heart that is truly repentant. Because one, a heart that is repentant is a heart that is willing to grow and mature and be stronger for it. Amen? Amen? When I'm talking about a man here, I'm not talking about gender. Come on, women. I know you are probably very skillful at this. Hallelujah. Come on. We all do it, but we do it differently. Amen? They're all sharp, shooting back, but it's different. Nevertheless, it's the same spirit. So we cut that in the name of Jesus. We find the love of Christ in our hearts. To look at what has come our way, that we can use that to build a stronger relationship so we can help the other be strong for it the bible says a gentle word wins the heart in proverbs that's a nice gentle word my wife will tell tell you i'm needing more gentle words <laughs> from my husband Amen Just a gentle word Even a hug Even a look in the eye And say how are you You look good man I don't feel good It's my perspective of you Your perspective of you Is not good right now So just jump onto my perspective of you You look well, you look good You're not throwing a brick back you're using it. Love your enemies. Amen? There's all the building of the walls. I, I said to, a, to, to, to someone, I said, you must, you must see the Old Testament in, in, in light of, the, of New Testament lens. Don't just see the Old Testament for the Old Testament, otherwise you make it law. It's not right, black and white. No, it's not black and white. There's intricacies in there. Love covers a multitude of wrongs and of wrong sin. Building the walls of Jerusalem. Building the church. It was such an honor to meet Dave's wife um, at an event we had last night. The fact that she was just there is enough. How I love Mark is not determined what bricks he throws in me. It's irrelevant because covenant is bigger than that. Amen? Uh, last point is this. My last point. Accept that failure is highly underrated. Fail. That's what I'm saying. Just Fail. Learn to quit. Enjoy it. We fear failing. Go and experience it. Because there are some questions that rise up when you fail that you will never ask yourself for when you win. Self-discovery. I didn't, write, I didn't realize this pitfall was there. Now you do. I'm over fear of failure. I'm over it. It's so underrated, man. It's, it's like, oh, you failure. you're a failure. You're, bring it on. I know. <laughs> and I'm loving it, baby. <laughs> bring it on. Are you in hospital, of this? What happened to the God? Believe you me, it's come my way. Where's God now to heal you? Bring it on. It's okay. I receive that in the name of Jesus. Whether He heals me or not, He is still God. That's my position. But I know He has already healed me. Jesus Christ died by His stripes. I am. Healed. To me, he's not just deserving; he is worthy. Because when I say that when I say that he is worthy, it means that he doesn't need to prove himself to me. He is. Because when I say he is so deserving, it means that you must do something for me first, and I know that you are deserving. No, 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 no. fail. Ask the questions. So we become fully informed. When I was a varsity, boy, did I fail papers. Whoa. A D? Huh? <laughs> Offense. I get offended. My pride gets dented. Oh, my family name, my dad, mom's not going to be proud of me. How, how are people going to perceive me? Whoa. You take control of what you can control. Failure is so underrated. Learn to lose out. Am I the best preacher? No. Do I want to be the best preacher? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be me. Oh, what happened is the people... (coughs) And... Dot, 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 dot. (laughs) Because God is for me. He is for you. Is that not sufficient? So why are we fearing failure? Failure of what people think. Failure of what people say. failure, Failure of... Blah, 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 fear of failure, of this, this, this. What is the issue here? No. Don't sing the same tune, as Pastor Jordan was saying. You know, one of the things that, 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 um, that happened in the camp when they were building is that the same tune of fear here was suddenly singing it, they were singing it in, the, in, in here while they were building. Who gave you that license? You can fail, just don't fear it. Because your perspective is right. I said something about you. Really? Yeah, do you want to share? What did you say about me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll come back. Let's go for dinner. We need to talk. I need I need your I need your 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 counsel on this thing here. See? Yeah. I don't hold anything against you. I I, I, sought, I seek out wise counsel. Build me up right now. I, I just need some perspective here. Ah, okay. Then I need to change something. Questions that I would never have asked if I didn't fail, I would have never asked if I kept on winning, 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 winning. You'll never be able to discover what is deeply bothering you on the inside and is harboring inside. You know, you know, the Bible, ba- oh I was going to say, the Bible says, no, this is not what the Bible says, this is what the doctor said about my condition. He said <laughs> <laughs> that, that, my, that my lungs were so filled. With, with the fluid, that some of the fluid have escaped and it's created little pockets inside my tummy and that they couldn't uh, they need to get to there, so to get to there they need to do a certain um, you know, they need to go and they need to operate you want God it's one thing to clean the areas that are obvious mm. there are little pockets in your lives, <laughs> then he needs to dig into yeah. <laughs> the hidden things of the heart the things that you and I don't know that is there, but we, what, but he knows that is there. You want to discover that? Learn to fail. Because he's building his church. Clean out the stuff. And I had to walk around carrying <coughs> this machine, and the pipe stuck inside of <laughs> me. And I, and I want to see, how clean am I? Just look at the machine. Oh, oh my gosh. It's all this filth that was coming out. Sometimes God will need to put a machine on us <laughs> so you can <laughs> have a look at how filthy there was stuff coming out. How do I get encouraged? Sunny Pastor Jordan and and and, and Jamaica turns up the hospital. Oh, we just you know want to come and visit you and give you a basket. And I t- oh, thank you. feel thank, thank you? They're so encouraging. Thank you for coming. You can't walk alone. a no-go. Amen? Amen. (coughs) Except that failure is highly underrated. Amen. Let's all stand.